Hello, hello, and welcome, or welcome back to the Live Label Free Podcast. I'm your host, Livia Sarah, and you want to know what time it is? It's time for Q&A Tuesday, which is a series of the podcast in which I answer your questions about autism, eating disorders, and everything in between. Today's question has been very frequently asked, and it is, how do you tell the difference between an OCD behavior and an autistic trait? I answered a very similar question a while ago, explaining the difference between an ED behavior and an autistic trait. So if you have not yet listened to that episode, I highly recommend you go back and check it out. And I will also leave the link to that episode in the show notes below. Speaking of that episode, in fact, the answer I will be sharing today will actually be very similar to the answer I did share in that episode because the reason for any behavior comes down to the intention behind it. But before we dive in, I want to remind you that my memoir, Rainbow Girl, is officially available in all formats. Ebook, paperback, and now finally, the audiobook is live. If you haven't yet read Rainbow Girl in your preferred format, be sure to grab your copy at livelabelfree.com forward slash Rainbow Girl. Rainbow Girl is all about my life growing up undiagnosed autistic, how this led to the development of an eating disorder, and all the steps I took to fully recover and become label-free. Whether you've already read the hard copy of Rainbow Girl or haven't even heard of the book, you can now immerse yourself in my story in a whole new way. Don't get me wrong, I love physical books and will forever be a reader of physical books, but let's be honest, life is busy and when you're neurodivergent like me, sitting down to read can feel like a monumental task. Enter the wonderful audiobook world, which allows you to listen to my books so you can make those mundane tasks a little more enjoyable. Whether you're folding laundry, walking the dog, or relaxing with your favorite drink, Listen to the Rainbow Girl audiobook today by heading over to livelabelfree.com forward slash Rainbow Girl. Oh yeah, and also, if you enjoy Rainbow Girl, it would mean so much to me if you could leave a rating and review on Amazon or Goodreads or both if you're so inclined. Not only do reviews show you support, but they help other people to find Rainbow Girl so we can shed light on autism and eating disorder stories of lived experience together. Thank you in advance for taking the time to show your love, and now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Live Label Free, the podcast, where you'll learn to let go of limiting labels and embrace your unique brain. As my mom says so beautifully in her song, is a heavy load to carry. which is why on this podcast, you'll learn the scientific links between neurodiversity and eating disorders giving you a deeper understanding of how you can face your fears and become truly free. Together, you and me, we will keep putting one foot in front of the other.
Okay, so let's talk about OCD behaviors and autistic traits. Just like ED behaviors and autistic traits can be hard to distinguish from one another due to their nuanced and overlapping nature, OCD can often look like autism and autism can often look like OCD. However, as the ancient Greek philosopher Plato so eloquently expressed, things are not always what they seem. The first appearance deceives many. Therefore, when it comes to differentiating OCD from autism, we need to look closer at each condition and their root. So let's start by defining the terms. According to the DSM-5 or the Diagnostical and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 5th edition, OCD, or short for Obsessive Compulsive Disorder, is diagnosed based on a selection of criteria that elaborate on the presence of obsessions and compulsions. According to the manual, obsessions are defined as recurrent and persistent thoughts, urges, or images that are intrusive and unwanted and that in most individuals cause marked anxiety or distress. It also says that the individual attempts to ignore or suppress such thoughts, urges, or images with some other thought or action, such as by performing a compulsion. Speaking of, compulsions are defined as repetitive behaviors or mental acts that the individual feels driven to perform in response to an obsession or according to rules that must be applied rigidly. As we can conclude from this definition, the obsessions are unwanted and cause distress, meaning the use of compulsive behaviors stems from a place of wanting to get rid of that negative feeling. If one or more compulsions isn't performed, fear of the unwanted emotions arises. In other words, OCD behaviors stem from a place of fear. It's very important to remember this because it's a stark contrast from the root of an autistic behavior. So now let's go back to the DSM-5 to define autism. I'm going to tell you right off the bat that I am not a fan of the terminology they use for officially autism is called autism spectrum disorder. Just like OCD and all the other quote-unquote disorders in the manual, autism is diagnosed based on a list of criteria. Because the list for autism is quite long, I'm not going to read it to you here, but I think we can all agree that in simple terms, Autism can be categorized as a different way of thinking, being, and engaging with the world. This includes having specific interests, repetitive behavior patterns, unique preferences for social communication and interaction. I mean, I don't have to tell you this. The problem with the DSM-5's definition of autism, not to mention the general worldview of autism, is it's being labeled as a disorder because the preferences and behaviors of an autistic individual are different from the quote-unquote norm and society loves to slap judgment and labels onto anything that veers away from typical, it's decided to say that being autistic is a disordered way of being. Yet it's this very viewpoint of seeing autism as a malady rather than a gift that creates the perception that autistic people are broken and need to be fixed. But because we can't change our inherent way of being, we turn to things like OCD and eating disorders as they give us a false sense of control in a world that tries to control us. Anyways, because autism is an inherent part of someone's identity, 
artistic behaviors by their very nature are rooted in love. Just like a neurotypical person expresses love for themselves by drawing a warm bath or lighting a candle or putting on a comfy sweatshirt, an autistic person who lines up all their pencils in rainbow order or always counts how many seconds they brush their teeth or eats the same food for every meal every day because they love it, these are all behaviors that emanate self-compassion and safety. And that, my friend, the root of the behavior is exactly how to tell the difference between OCD and autism. To recap, OCD behaviors are rooted in fear. Fear that something bad will happen when the compulsion isn't acted upon. But as I just mentioned, artistic behaviors are rooted in love. They help us function and optimize our experience of life. Literally, OCD creates disorder, while embracing one's autistic self creates order. Therefore, autism cannot be a disorder. And that, my friend, is the answer to today's Q&A Tuesday about how to tell the difference between an OCD behavior and an autistic trait. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend, family member, or on Instagram and tag me at livelabelfree. I love to hear from you as it makes this podcast more of a conversation. And if you want to have a real live conversation with me and learn how you can embrace your autistic self and let go of disorder in your life, whether that be an ED, OCD, or any other type of hindrance, schedule a consultation call for one-on-one coaching with me by visiting the link livelabelfree.com forward slash coaching. I hope to talk to you soon, and otherwise, you'll catch me in the next episode. Bye-bye for now! Are you a parent or caregiver seeking to better support your autistic loved ones struggling with an eating disorder? Well, I have some exciting news for you. Imagine this, a community where you can learn from autistic individuals with lived experience of an eating disorder and connect with other parents in the same boat as you in real time. Something I've learned through working with many parents through one-on-one coaching is that they want guidance from people with lived experience, but they also want a community of other parents that are desperate to support their autistic child through recovery from an eating disorder. So me being the passionate problem solver I am, I figured why not bring my own perspective of autistic-friendly eating disorder recovery together with your parental lived experience to create a program that both supports and empowers caregivers to support their autistic loved ones struggling with eating disorders. I'm thinking live group coaching calls with 24-7 access to an autistically ED-free community and tons more research, resources, and guest experts to help you understand how you can best support your autistic child to full recovery from an eating disorder. But here's the deal. I will only launch this program if there's enough genuine interest, meaning your voice matters. That being said, if you are interested in learning more about this program and potentially joining other parents just like you, please sign up for the waitlist at livelabelfree.com forward slash group. So that's livelabelfree.com forward slash group. I cannot wait to embark on this empowering journey with you and other superhero parents out there. Just one foot in front of the other And you'll see around the corner soon
This podcast has been recorded by your host, Liv. This podcast has been edited by my small but mighty Live Label Free team. And the beautiful song, One Foot in Front of the Other, that you are now listening to was written and recorded by my beautiful mom, Louise Alexandra. I am so grateful for my team and everyone who supports Live Label Free. Together, we are always stronger.